flashback. It's Labor Day weekend, 2012. I have three kiddos at home, one husband, and a dog. We have a lot going on in 2012. The happy part of it is we learned that we were expecting our fourth baby. The sad part of it is I ended up miscarrying. I said a minute ago that we had a lot going on that year. One of those things was a move. Obviously, in a move, you move heavy boxes. Well, I started bleeding. It was the weekend. Obviously, no one is going to be in the office during that time. So my husband takes me to the emergency room. For some strange reason, I had the leading to ask the emergency room doctor if my baby was okay. The doctor said yes, but to check up with my OBGYN on Monday. It was a very rough weekend. I was on bed rest. I also was supposed to be doing my husband's cousin's wedding that weekend. I felt bad because I had to back out of that. Come Monday, I go and see my OBGYN. My husband starts a new job. Oh, that's another thing that took place that year too. My mom ends up going with me. But the news my doctor gives me is not good. He does the sonogram and he says, I can't find a heartbeat. In tears, I take a bathroom break and I call my husband. Backing up a little bit, coming from my husband's side of the story, my husband is starting the new job and on the way to this new job, he sees a truck pulled over that had just hit a deer. In his mind, he's thinking, oh, I hope my first day is better than this. What worst way to start a new job? Because of the news that I give him over the phone, despite 
that it's his first day on the job. He comes to my doctor's office. He sends me for a sonogram at the hospital. We go back to my doctor's office. We await the news. Nervously. Anxiously. Terrified. Sad. Happy? Which is it? We don't know. Maybe a combination of all the above, except for the happy part. Because who on earth wants to lose a baby? The doctor's assistant calls us back in. I sit on the table, my husband next to me. He gives us the confirmed dreaded news. The staff at the hospital also could not find a heartbeat. I had lost the baby. Looking back at it now, I kind of feel bad. I felt like I was maybe being rude to my doctor. But I remember just running out of my doctor's office. People staring at me, watching me, seeing my eyes, seeing my face. Them understanding that my husband and I had just received the worst news a parent who was expecting a baby could receive. I cried. I wanted that baby. Little did I know that that day would introduce a tough season for me and my husband. Not just because we had lost a baby, but because that sadness, that guilt, that anger that I had was contributing to that. See, the issue isn't the issue. So if the issue isn't the issue, then what's the issue? The issue wasn't that my husband and I were going through a rough time. The issue was that we had lost a baby. I mentioned a second ago that I was angry. I was angry. I was sad. I was jealous. And I'll get to that in a minute. 
all those feelings that I previously named caused me to run. Run? Huh. I don't know how to describe it, but one of the ways I tried to run was getting a job. Not that we needed the money. My husband and I did not need the money. I needed a distraction. Even that job didn't last a month. Two weeks. And I quit. I also tried running from God. So much so that I was Jonah when I look back at it. But you know what? No matter how tough I tried, God would not let this daughter of his leave him, turn her back on him. He chased after me. I was so angry. I was so sad. I was so jealous at him, with him. I almost turned my back on the Lord, so much so I wanted nothing to do with him anymore. To be clear, if you don't understand, I was a Peter. The story of Peter when Jesus was about to be crucified. Peter, before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. That was me. That's how bad my anger towards God was. I was angry at him for taking my baby. I was sad that my belly was empty. I was angry at God because every time I saw another pregnant woman, I would have this stab of pain go through my heart and feel like he took my baby on purpose and gave them to another parent. What did I do wrong to deserve that? Me without you. Every time I came to that door's edge of turning my back on Jesus, 
That was the song that came on on the radio. And it wasn't just a song that Jesus reached out to me with. He came to me through other people, through sermons. This one sermon at church helps me heal a little more. I don't remember exactly what was said, but I do remember the picture. It was a picture of a mama koala and a baby koala. And the analogy that was used with that picture was that just as that mama koala was carrying her baby, Jesus carries us as well. Kind of like my favorite poem, Footprints. When you see only one set of footprints, my child, it was then that I carried you. I mentioned earlier that our losing a baby entered in a tough season for me and my husband. Not only did we lose a baby, but his new job required odd work hours, long times away from home to the point where I felt like a single parent. It was hard. Him being away from home with that kind of job, it made it feel like when my husband was home, he wasn't home. Made him feel like he was gone all the time. So much so to the point that when he was home, every time that phone would ring, we literally cringed and sucked in our breath. Because this job that he had just started required him to be on call. There were times where he would have to head to work on a Sunday at 5 p.m. Did not get home until 2 a.m. And then had to be home, or work rather, at 7 a.m. Yes, he was very tired. Yes, I was tired. We had many, how shall I say it, arguments, 
about him being home and not being home. However, one of those resolutions was that he started working home for a little bit. His boss understood what was going on, that we're going through a rough time, a sad time. So he worked with us. He allowed my husband to work from home. It was not an easy season for us. I could play you another song that spoke to my husband as well during this time. And maybe I should. But maybe I'll just let you look it up. It's called Ships in the Night. And in that song, God just spoke to my husband. God's words to my husband were, even though you're going through a hard time right now, I'm still here. Through that time of my pain, of losing a baby, I asked God why. Why did I lose this baby? Why did you take my baby? Why? 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 Soon after, I miscarried. Four other women miscarried. Four other women. The pain of losing a baby is not something I wish on anyone. But sometimes, no, all the time, things work together for our our good to them that love God. My personal belief as to why I miscarried my baby was because one, most importantly, the Lord wanted me to draw closer to Him. But two, so that I could be a support system for other women that were going through the same thing as I was. You ask me if my pain now 
is the same as it was back in 2012? The answer is no. My pain is not the same. I still have a little pain. I still have those times when a sword pierces my heart, especially when a woman announces that they are pregnant. But my pain is not the same. I did heal. I healed with the help of the people who surrounded me with love. I healed with the help of music. I healed with the help of words that came from a sermon. Most importantly, I healed with the help of the Lord. Now, was I fully healed? No. I didn't fully heal from that pain until I miscarried my second baby. I'm not going to share the name of my first baby that I lost. Or, I like to say one to heaven because my baby isn't really lost. She's with Jesus. And I still miss her. But I know I'll see her again. However, I will share the name of my second baby that I lost. Or won to heaven. Jubilee. I named her Jubilee. I named her Jubilee because the Lord used Jubilee to help me heal from the pain of my first baby. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. But it's neat. I didn't get to develop the bond with Jubilee that I did with my first baby. Because I found out I was pregnant with her at four weeks. And then the following week, she was in heaven with her sister. I was 13 weeks measuring 9 weeks. And I'm not saying that how far along I was was all that had to do with how my bond was with my baby. Don't get me wrong. I'm not happy that I miscarried at all. I'm still sad as I've stated before. But as I've also stated, 
that pain that I felt when I miscarried the first time around. It's no longer there. I'm sharing my story because I got through it. And you will too. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your story is. But I understand your pain. I understand that anger. I understand that anxiety and that sadness. But if you are truly the Lord's, and even if you're not, if you cry out to Him and ask Him and truly mean it, He's there for you. He's waiting with His arms wide open. I'm a testimony. I was that peer who almost denied him. I almost turned my back on him, went the other direction, went the world's way. But he didn't let me. He never forsook me. Jesus loves his children. So much so that he covered me with his hand and hid me in that rock. He did not let me go. Jesus is there for you. He will bring you through it if you ask him. Just let him. Just let him. I'm not sure what else to say. But I'm praying for you. There are a lot of women are who are going through a tough time right now. Whether it's a miscarriage or some other type of loss. I don't know what is going on in your personal life. But Jesus is there. Waiting for you. Carrying you. Loving on you. He'll bring you through. Just trust him and ask him.
And if you don't know him, if you don't know my Jesus, I encourage you to accept his free gift of salvation. You want to know how I made it through that rough time in my life with losing a baby? I made it through with three. I didn't just make it on my own. I didn't just make it through with the help of my husband. I made it through with the help of my husband and the Lord. Because I have my foundation built on Jesus Christ. I have that firm foundation. I have the love and the support of my family and my friends. Know what's funny? As an afterthought, not all my family knows I've had a miscarriage. Just a few weeks ago, I was talking to my husband's aunt. And when she learned that I had a, a miscarriage, four to be exact, she was surprised. But how many miscarriages I've had or you've had? That's not the point. The point is, is that you have a story. You have a testimony. And Jesus is waiting there for you. If you're not his, his arms are wide open. And he's calling you. If you are his, run to his arms. Run into the arms of Jesus and let him carry you. And look down at that sand and see that there is only one set of footprints. Father God, I just lift whoever is listening to this podcast up. Lord, you've seen my pain. You've seen my anger at you, towards you. You've seen that I have almost been a Peter. Lord, first and foremost, thank you for bringing me through that rough time. Thank you for the love and support of my family, my husband. Lord, 
whoever is listening to this and is going through a miscarriage like I have, chase after them, Lord, like you did me. And if they don't know you, use this to bring them to yourself. Carry them, Lord. Call after them. Comfort their hearts and surround them with your love, whether that be through music, sermons, or other people. Just comfort them like you comforted me. Thank you, Father God, for blessing me and my family more than we deserve. Thank you for your son, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Life is crazy. Amazing. Hope can live or die with the words we say. So remember, speak hope. Speak love. Speak life. For out of it are the issues of life. I hope my testimony of how the Lord brought me through my miscarriage speaks to you, encourages you, comforts you. I pray that He would bring you to Himself if you don't know Him. Until next time, I'm Lydia.